Welcome. Bonjour. Vous écoutez le podcast Dirty Feet sur les ondes de No More Radio. You're listening to the Dirty Feet podcast on the No More Radio Network. Nous sommes vos animateurs et animatrices. We are your hosts, Alison Burns, J.D. Papillon et Stéphanie Morin-Robert. Listen in. Écoutez. We're going to move you. Hello, this is Stephanie here for another episode of Dirty Feet. As you may or may not know, I'm in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan right now for the second time uh, for the Fringe Festival. Uh, the great thing about this Fringe is it's quite intimate. Only 33 shows in the festival really gives you a chance to connect with uh, the audience, with other companies. The streets are closed with food trucks, buskers, craft vendors. We've got some theater, some dance, and... Yeah, a special guest today. We have Natasha Martina, who we uh, talked to in Montreal. You actually spoke to Anna. We talked yeah. to Anna about <laughs> uh, her wonderful, wonderful show, Displaced, who uh, was a show that was nominated for uh, many awards in Montreal, got great reviews, and is kind of kicking ass here in Saskatoon. So uh, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. So I am... So curious to see your your process and how you decided to uh, specialize in movement. So maybe talk about uh, your background and education. Ah. Oh, my background? Okay. Uh, well, um, quite simply, I studied as an actor. So I did my Bachelor of Fine Arts actually mm -hmm. in the States. So I went to Cornish College of the Arts in Seattle. And already then, my prof saw that I had a flair for movement or physical character work. So they were often giving me the roles that really required lots of character work. And my movement teacher at that time was already sort of sort of pushing me in that realm. But I was like, I'm going to be an actor and I'm not going there and blah, blah, blah. And so I worked as an actor uh, quite consistently for about seven years after undergrad. And I also, funny enough, had to make some money right? As an actor. <laughs> surprise. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> and I actually became a yoga teacher at that point. And I was a fitness instructor. I was doing lots of physical things. And that's how I was making my money. And then one day I sort of thought to myself, how can I blend my love for theater and my love for movement? Because I, I did start off as a dancer. So I danced all mm -hmm. through my childhood. And then when I was about 15, that's when I fell into acting and My dancing was sort of there, but not really as much anymore, and theater took over. And so then, yeah, I, I sort of hit my late 20s, and I thought, okay, how can I blend those two things together? And I was talking to a really, really good friend of mine who was living in London, England at the time, and she wanted to study voice and speech. And I sort of told her my dilemma about how can I merge movement and, and text, and she said, well... Central School of Speech and Drama is just starting a movement studies course, an, an MA in movement studies, and the light bulb just went mm. off. Mm -hmm. And I thought, no. And so I looked into the program. I thought, yeah, this is exactly what I want. So the program was a blend of pedagogy and movement direction. And I applied. 
had to wait two years because they delayed the program for two years because they really wanted an excellent cohort for the first year. And so they accepted me right off the bat, but they delayed it. And then 10 of us took that course and it was life, life changing. Hmm. And I was fortunate enough after to not only teach, but I did some movement direction um, with artists in London. And I uh, worked in several theater schools in London and then landed the job here in Saskatoon. Oh, wow. And that's sort of how I made my trek. Your trek, yeah. yeah. Yep. And um, for, for those interested in, in studying in the States, what do, what do you find different from the education system here? Was, there, um, was it new? Was it a shock at first? Or? It was a conservatory program. Mm-hmm. I would probably say it's quite similar to NTS, National Theatre School, or I would say it's same to UBC or U of A. I think there's a lot of similarities, to be honest. The funny thing is, when I was living in the States, I always made such a point to say I'm Canadian. Mm. That was one thing. <laughs> and now looking back, my training at Cornish was amazing. It was absolutely fantastic. But knowing I wanted to be an artist in Canada, I probably would have chosen to study in Canada, just mm. knowing that. And if you were able to uh, kind of backtrack and and study at a different school here in Canada, what Mm -hmm. what would that be? Is there one that stands out that you were... Oh, probably the top theater schools, which would have been UBC, (laughs) U of A, uh, National Theater School, um, maybe York. Mm -hmm. Uh, I should really say the University of Saskatchewan (laughs) since I teach there. But the University of Saskatchewan is not a conservatory program, Mm -hmm. and those programs are. And that's what I wanted at that time. So, and now um, as a teacher, mm-hmm. uh, what? How was that transfer to kind of go from you know being being a student wanting to create work and having that flame, and now wanting to almost share that that passion off? Is that that must be quite rewarding? I love teaching. Yeah, mm-hmm. I completely love teaching, and exactly that. I feel. I mean, I, I, I'm given such a gift, right? Because I'm planting all these seeds with these students. I'm giving them all this information for them to take hold of and create their own work. And there's actually, you know, in the nine years I've been living here, physical theater wasn't really, it wasn't dominant in any way that I mm-hmm. saw. And that's actually why I created my company. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think that's the case. I think there are lots of things that uh, especially our students are doing that are quite physical. And and in that sort of territory, they're going more into the physical, which is exciting, which mm-hmm. is great. So there, um, do you feel that you have an influence on the... Um, I don't know. I don't want to say that. I'm not so sure if that's the case. Um, Maybe they're just being um, more exposed Mm -hmm. to other things Mm -hmm. um, that are happening. And and also, too, we're creating a much larger community now in Saskatoon. The theater community has grown tremendously in the last nine years. So it's probably an accumulation of a whole bunch of things. And um, now to kind of leap into your uh, beautiful production, Displaced. I was actually reading the Star Phoenix review that just came out uh, recently, uh, saying that the play breathes like a human being. And it was not such a beautiful quote. <laughs> kind of gave me I goosebumps. was like, oh, I love that. <laughs> and um, I think the what really interests me mostly about this work is 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 just that the fact that. Um, the subtleties of, of that composition in the space and of the movement. And um, 
a thing I struggle with going into theater festivals is labeling my work as dance. Right. Because it, it scares people because mm -hmm. they don't think it's accessible or they're worried they won't get it mm -hmm. or they're not, you know, used to watching dance. So they, they move away from it. Um, so what, what was very successful about this piece is people are like, this is theater, but they are actually watching, they're actually watching a beautiful piece of choreography. Right. Um, so is, do you consider yourself a choreographer or how, how do you, how do you kind of define that fine line and, and have you ever created a piece that you call dance? No, I've never created a piece that I would call dance. And I actually wouldn't call myself a choreographer. Um, there's a term, it goes back to that uh, term that I used earlier, movement direction, mm -hmm. which is a term they use in Europe a lot. You don't hear it so much here in Canada or in the States. It's sort of slowly coming in. So I feel I'm more of a movement director, if that mm -hmm. makes sense, where yeah. I'm going to use the word choreograph. <laughs> I create gestural scores or I create moments in time that are influenced by movement. But what I would say, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's hard to say. I just wouldn't yeah. call myself a choreographer because yeah. my dance training isn't as prevalent anymore than it used to be when mm -hmm. I was in younger, when I was younger. Certainly. I always fi I find it really interesting, that kind of terminology of being like, um, or I talked to, we've got uh, in the fringe this year, there's a bow and arrow who's doing a physical comedy um, is what they call it when they're advertising it, but it's actually clown. Right. And they realize that saying clown scares people yep. as well. Um, so the accessibility is, is a, when marketing is extremely important. Um, however, for displaced, tell us about the process and what, um, for those who don't know, this is uh, a story of three immigrant women who, um, I, I guess I'm just curious if, uh, you have, if there's immigration in your, in your background or it's closely inspired, uh, to, to your roots and in your, in your life. And if, if that's why you wanted to go that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, basically to make a very long story short, um, I'd been working on this piece on and off, uh, since 2011. And when I say on and off, I mean once a year, <laughs> like for, you know, uh, sometimes it was five days. Sometimes it was two weeks. Sometimes yeah. it was three weeks, that kind of thing. The longest being, uh, three weeks in our third developmental stage. And initially my co-creator and I see my then, uh, we were going to create a piece about the Irish famine. Hmm. And she lives in Dublin. She's Irish. Mm -hmm. And so I had done all this research on the Irish famine, and I would actually gotten a grant to go to Dublin and, uh, you know, carry out some research and then workshop with her for 10 days in a studio and see what c comes out. Mm -hmm. And what had happened was I went into the research library before we met in the workshop and... Uh, I started doing this research and I was like, what connection do I have to the Irish famine? None. <laughs> and I was, I thought, where, you know, but what, how do I have a connection to this piece? And I thought, well, immigration, because my mom, my dad, my godparents all immigrated, uh, from Switzerland, from Austria and from Germany. Hmm. And my godparents particularly immigrated right almost right after the war, just a few years right after the war. And so I heard all their stories and, mm. and so funny enough, I went back to Sue and I said, I want to, 
I want to change the idea. And she said, great. What is it? I said, I want to make this piece about two, possibly three women. And I want to place them in different time periods and have them be in, come from different cultures. And Sue was all over it. She's like, that sounds great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's sort of how the piece arose. And so when we wanted to tie it back into the present, we thought of bringing in um, a new immigrant and we tied it into the South Asian community because if you look at the traditions of Canadian history, there has been a great European influx hmm. and now there's a great South Asian influx of, of new immigrants coming to this country. And so it just tied itself beautifully and I had worked on another show that required me to do a lot of research on Afghanistan. So we, that's... and. Uh, at that time, I'm not sure that's the case now, given what's happening in Syria, but at that time, um, Afghans were the largest refugee community in the world. So this was in the early 2000s. So that's also why we picked that community. Hmm. And it's uh, it, it's interesting, this, you know, three women from different periods and, and the, just the thought of immigration, just the word immigration already gives this this kind of slow, um, difficult movement forward, you know? Uh, yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's a, a word f filled with movement. <laughs> well, it is, absolutely. Um, and I also like to choose things that sort of provoke discussion. And, there, you know, immigration mm -hmm. is a huge heated debate. And, and in Quebec, too, we sort of, you know, there was a huge topic in terms of the chadar oh, or, yeah. you know, the hijab, uh, you know, all that. I mean, I think so many people can relate in so many different ways. And is it uh, quite common for you to have political content uh, in your work? Well, this is the only second show I've created. Mm -hmm. And uh, the first show uh, was loosely based on the picture of Dorian Gray. Mm -hmm. And we were sort of looking at the idea of beauty. And what does that mean? And there's a lot of topic and discussion around the obsession of beauty in um, sort of modern day culture. And so that was, yeah, in a way, absolutely provoking discussion, create, picking topics that sort of, yeah, create further discussion once you leave the theater. Mm -hmm. And for a uh, displace that's right now being presented at Broadway Theater in the Saskatoon Fringe Festival, um, I believe you worked with a composer. Yep. Uh, Jason Calamore. Calamore. Yep. Yeah. Maybe talk about your collaboration with him. A yeah, bit. that was great. Um, Jason's out of Regina, and um, he had worked on another theater project that somebody had told me about, and I had listened to his music. And I mean, you would know this as a dancer that when working with a composer, the most ideal situation is they're in the room with you at all times. <laughs> yeah. uh, of course, we didn't have the money for that. So it was quite interesting for me to sort of, ha I could have him in the room. I had him in the room for about a week of the rehearsals and that was in the middle of the process. But often I'd have to go back to him and say, okay, this is the kind of sound I'm looking for. Can you build it around this? Or I would send him video clips of the movement and then he would sort of compose and then we would go back and forth. So I wasn't, it was great wow. and yeah. Jason did a great job, but it was also a very uh, interesting um, kind of developmental process between the two of us because in the ideal world, he'd be in the room and it would be a lot simpler. Hmm. Yeah, of course. We'd always love to have them right by yeah. the side. Um, and so uh, maybe talk about the the selection of your uh, three lovely 
actors? Yeah. Um, well, I I just held auditions here in Saskatoon. Mm-hmm. And um, specifically because I knew it was a movement piece, I had to also create some movement for them. Mm-hmm. I, I actually took them through a lot of improvisations. So I, I work with a few different methodologies, one being um, the viewpoints. And so we did a lot of viewpoints work, and it's a great improvisational technique. Mm-hmm. And so we did that, and sort of I could see how they would move in the space, and then I had them work with some of the scenes. The trickiest uh, casting was for the Afghan character. Mm-hmm. And it was unfortunate that I couldn't find somebody here in Saskatchewan because we're still a very small community. I mean, there's only a million people in the province and um, not a lot of South Asian actors mm-hmm. in this province. So I had to audition um, outside of Saskatchewan. I mean, I did look in Saskatchewan. And I had some great video submissions, actually, from across Canada. Wow. <laughs> and uh, it just uh, worked out that um, the role of Dara went to Emma Leishram, and mm-hmm. then Katie Moore plays Mary, and Anna Mazurik plays um, Sophia. And uh, Anna and Katie, did, did you teach them? Uh, I taught Anna. Okay. And uh, Katie is from Regina. From Regina. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. And the, what, what class, I'm just curious, what class did you teach Anna? Uh, she had all my third, uh, third and fourth year movement classes. Oh, wow. And I don't know if I taught her in an acting class. I don't think I did. Oh, I can't remember. I think <laughs> just the movement classes. So she had four terms with me. Yeah. Mm. And the, what, uh, what were the challenges bringing this piece to Montreal? compared to presenting it here in Saskatoon? Well, we don't have a community in Montreal, right? Mm. So that's always the hardest challenge Mm. for any company, any um, Mm. performer base. And so we really, you know, it it was a huge learning curve, I think, for all of us. And financially, as you know, it's a huge um, Mm. thing to bring a production to so far away. So I would say those are probably the two biggest challenges. Um, the community in Montreal was actually really receptive, mm-hmm. lovely. Our numbers were, they grew every night they grew, mm-hmm. um, but they were still somewhat small, but there were how many shows on the Montreal front? 110. 110. Wow. <laughs> so it's like 110 compared to 33. I mean, yeah, I think we were thankful for the numbers we did have. Yeah. So. I think that's my main reason why I'm back here with two shows yep. is because Saskatoon the intimacy of the festival and the size of it just makes it um, such a different experience than, you know, the bigger, the bigger fringes, the brother fringes of like Winnipeg and Edmonton. Exactly. Well, I think that's why you start to see some of the same artists come back because they see the same thing. It's such a warm, receptive audience and Mm -hmm. it is intimate and small and it's accessible. And do you find those qualities are, are, kind of only here when the fringes are on or is is this feeling of community and um is that year round how is it here in saskatoon yeah i think saskatoon has a really big heart which Mm -hmm. makes which allows it to be a big community Mm -hmm. um absolutely and i think if anything uh I, i mean i'm not sure if this is the case now but in certainly when i first came um Funding was really strong here in this province, and mm. so there was a lot more opportunity for artists to create their own work. And besides funding, I think now most of our students are creating their own work because they see that as an opportunity to do something. 
mm-hmm. because we're limited with uh, the m- number of theaters that we do have here. So th- if they want to do something, they've got to create it themselves, basically. Mm-hmm. I was told by, uh, who was it that told me? I think it was Nathan Howe was telling me that there is funding available for companies wanting to tour outside of Saskatchewan. Yeah, there's Culture on the Go. Culture on the Go. Uh, well, okay. Culture on the, yeah, Culture on the Go is um, through the Sask Arts Board, and that's funding within the province. You have to do so many um, destinations and so many within the province and so many outside of the province. So hmm. there is some, but uh, let's see. Last year, I think they had something like uh, 30 apply, 30 companies apply, and they gave hmm. five companies culture on the go money. So, you know, it's 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 still mm-hmm. small. And with the adjustments um, that are happening at the Canada Council and all of that right. grant grant money, you never want to take it for granted. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, and yeah, and Canada Council. Hmm, <laughs> that's another one. That's a whole other. That's a podcast. whole other conversation. <laughs> um, have you? Have you? Uh, do you apply on a regular basis for grants? What's your relationship with? Uh, yeah, I've applied. I've. I, I'm, Saskatchewan Arts Board has been very good to me. Mm. Um, over the years, they supported my first project, Dysmorphia. Uh, they've supported two pro, um, they supported the production end of displaced and um, in the middle of the f- um, developmental phase they supported some of the money going towards Jason Calamore for the composing mm-hmm. um, so they've been amazing they've been really really great and supportive um, Canada Council that's a hard nut to crack and have applied several times and have gotten that lovely letter that says we see your work has merit, and we would have loved to give you the money, but, you know. But we aren't. We aren't. <laughs> so it's just, yeah. It's hard, too, because I think when we're in the middle of the country, I don't want to say, I mean, I just want to say it's it's tougher because we don't get such a large spotlight, right? It's kind of mm-hmm. within the province. And but, so, yeah, no, I, I could agree with that. But then on the other side, there's it's it's smaller and there, there may be more support. I know exactly. in, in Montreal and I've got a, a little bit of an ongoing relationship with Canada Council and applications and yep. um, it's... Uh, it's tricky. There are advantages and disadvantages depending on where you are. And it's Absolutely. like, oh, Montreal, a lot of competition. And like, oh, there's, but there's more funding. Right. Um, so things like that. Oh, boy. Uh, and here, now you said it was, uh, it's been nine years you've lived in Saskatoon? I've lived nine years, yeah. Okay. Crazy. And what do you crave more of being in Saskatoon? Do you, what's, what do you need more of? What, what's missing here? Actually, I would say dance. Mm. I would say dance. I, I actually sit on the board of Dance Saskatchewan. Mm. And I, my, I actually wanted to sit on that board because I feel like dance does not have a big enough voice mm-hmm. in this city. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's uh, Dance Saskatchewan, you know, their major mandate is um, diversity, but as well as helping create or fund or support um, dance companies and then dance schools and so forth as well. So that was sort of why I sat on that board. And so I would definitely say the dance world is very, very tiny and mm-hmm. still could really get a boost in this province. Yeah, I think we last year we connected with uh, Dance Saskatchewan and uh, interviewed them on our episode while we were here. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I was I was quite surprised at the the size of it. And and um, 
yeah, we're hoping we're hoping to maybe spark a few flames. Where uh, uh, my company for Body and Light is offering a dance workshop at Dance Saskatchewan, uh, a contact dance workshop that's going to happen on Saturday, which is the eighth, I believe, from twelve p.m. to two p.m. So for those who are in town. Um, here in Saskatoon, please come join us. It's pay what you can and for all ages and all levels because we want to make it as accessible and fun as possible. So that's a little plug there. No problem. <laughs> um, great. What was your relationship with Dance Saskatchewan? How do you, um, do you, is, what is it like to be on the board? Uh, right now, I mean, I feel kind of bad because I've been away for the last couple of months. So I've, <laughs> sort of plugged out for a little bit, but they know that. Um, my experience has been really great right now. Um, their mandate, like I said, right now is, is diversity, and, and, and you'll see that there's so much diversity happening in this province, so you, more and more companies and corporations are seeing the importance of diversity, and diversity in dance, so I think mm-hmm. that's really important. So we don't just think of dance as ballet, contemporary mm-hmm. jazz etc but that there are numerous types of dancing yeah. whether it's african or egyptian or you know you name it mm-hmm. um so i really believe in that mandate of theirs and uh, so far the experience has been extremely positive and i want to once my schedule isn't so <laughs> crazy then i'll be able yeah. to give a little bit more time over to um because a part of our you know, responsibility is to volunteer and to help them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, yeah. And, uh, speaking of time and schedules and uh, free time, which seems to not exist <laughs> for, for us lately. Uh, what's, what's next after this run of displaced? Are you planning on taking it elsewhere? Are you already in another project that you're kind of, you know, jumping right into after this? What's, yeah. what's coming up? Ah, uh, Nothing. <laughs> oh, that's oh. a vacation, yeah, actually, maybe. <laughs> a vacation is coming up. Um, actually, my focus right now is on body mind centering. So I don't know mm-hmm. if you know that practice, but that's really where my heart is right now. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just about to graduate as a somatic movement educator. And so I sort of see that work probably influencing whatever piece I create next. Um, BMC is going to somehow really um, delve deep into Hmm. that piece, however that Hmm. forms. But that's sort of where my... That's the direction you're Is the direction I'm going right now. And for those who don't know, uh, Body Mind Somatics, maybe tell us a little bit about that. So Body Mind Centering um, is a methodology that was created by a woman by the name of Bonnie Bainbridge-Cohen. And um, the practice is... The application of finding or experiencing the body within. Mm-hmm. And so somatics means experiencing from within. So only you can know what your experience is. Somebody else can't relay your experience. You only know what your experience is. And body-mind centering uses um, the basic neurocellular patterns, which is the patterns that a, a baby goes through from u- in utero mm-hmm. to walking to communicating and they use that as a foundation along with many other body systems such as muscles, ligaments, the nervous system, mm-hmm. the um, endocrine glands. They bring all these systems into play and they utilize it through movement, voice, and touch. Hmm. And the practice can be used by, it's often used by dancers. 
Um, it's often used by massage therapists or psychotherapists, and they use it as a link-in. Mm-hmm. And for I think for a lot of dancers, they often might, and even for an actor, so I think of the body systems as a great palette for character development. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just an entry point in. Yeah. And I hope I explained that. No, that was well. quite quite okay. clear. Yeah, and um, and is this this is definitely something that you're going to integrate into your work? And I and I absolutely and I think that interest, if, having seen displaced, is is already integrated yeah. in that as well. Yeah. Um, so what uh, what are your what are your like what's your what are your dreams? What what, <laughs> what would you like to be doing next? Without having to have it actually planned and set. Ah. But what is something that you're, okay, I want to do this. Do you want to do something completely new or do you want to push something further? Well, funny enough, I think the, the whole BMC is new and it's not new. I've been at it for uh, four years now, four, mm-hmm. four or five years now. Um, and I just see myself going deeper into that work. And so it's got more of a therapeutic realm to it. Mm-hmm. So funny enough, I think I'll be tying more of that in. Um, however that's going to surface I don't know Uh, and you know eventually I might create another piece I have some ideas brewing in my head for another piece Mm -hmm. but honestly I think I need to step away for a little while which is quite important Yeah, it's it's an important part of the process that we often forget yeah there's some recuperation time (laughs) (laughs) uh, in my own body Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think unless that happens the creativity can't really flow so I think there's going to be a little bit of a pause (laughs) a little bit of a pause very important some some TLC for the body um, so thank you so much yeah. for talking about all of those things. No problem. Um, so we've been talking to Natasha Martina about uh, not only her beautiful, lovely uh, human being breathing piece displaced <laughs> that's happening here at the uh, Fringe Festival in Saskatoon, but also about her process and uh, what she's been up to. So thank you so much for that. Thank you. Uh, For those who are around for the Fringe here in Saskatoon, uh, it is running till August 8th. Tickets are $14. And you can find out more about the festival at portashcorpfringe.ca. Thank you so much for listening. The Dirty Feet Podcast is produced and hosted by Produit et animé par Alison Burns J.D. Papillon et Stéphanie Morin-Robert We have Mainline Theatre, Montreal Improv Theatre and Paula Flalo to thank. Merci pour le soutien. Vous pouvez visiter notre site web, écouter les derniers épisodes, lire notre blog, nous aimer sur Facebook et nous suivre sur Twitter. You can visit our website, listen to past episodes, read our blog, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Show us some love and help us spread the word. Montrez-nous un peu d'amour et aidez-nous à passer le mot.